0: Oh, hey there. I, I just came by to, to clean up a little bit. I actually just had a, a very special Passover meal with my disciples. We, we, we've done this before, but this is actually going to be the last meal that, that I'm going to share with them. See, they don't fully understand what's about to happen to me or what my father has prepared for me. And they certainly have no idea what Judas has already done. But I want them to remember to follow me and to want to follow me long after I'm gone, to follow my words, to follow my example, to follow my mission. And, and so I wanted to do something tonight that would just kind of serve as a reminder of, of, of the kind of mission that I've called them into. You see, my mission is, is, is service, and, and really the, the, the foundation of following me is to, to serve others. That's the foundation of the greatness that I have called them to. Because, you see, my followers have the opportunity to turn the world upside down, but they're not going to do that by serving their own interests. They're only going to do that if they are willing to serve others. Because, again, serving, that's, that's the embodiment of what it means to, to follow me. And so in order to kind of make that known and to remind them of that, I chose to, to wash their feet tonight. And actually, this bowl kind of reminds me of this neat story. I need to tell you this. So the, the guy who owns this place, who let us use this facility here tonight, he, he was a fantastic host. He, in fact, offered one of his servant girls to come up and wash our feet. And, and so she came up with this pitcher and this bowl and her towel. And, and so she actually, she laid down like this. She laid her towel down and, and the basin down in front of her. She got all of her supplies ready, and uh, as is typical, she just she looked straight down at the, at the basin and just didn't look us in the eye and waited for one of us to come and, you know, stick one of our filthy, disgusting feet in front of her face so she could, she could wash it. But I wish you could have seen her face when I knelt down beside her and said, excuse me, but we're actually not going to need your services tonight because I'm going to wash everyone's feet. Boy, she was confused. I mean, she's not used to being acknowledged, much less having someone offer to, to help or to you know, do, do the work for her. After she left, I, I decided to start with Peter. I feel like he needs to learn the most, you know. So, so I got down with Peter, and of course, Peter didn't want any of my help. In fact, he insisted that he be the one to wash my feet, which I, I guess that makes sense. And I, I understand the confusion because it's not typical for someone in high authority to stoop down and wash someone's feet who is far below them. It's countercultural, really. But, but, but Peter really needs to recognize that he needs my help. And so I told him, I said, if you refuse to accept what I've already done for you, you're not going to be able to have any kind of real relationship with me. You see, everything that I've done, everything that I will do, everything is for the well-being of other people and not myself. And I want my disciples to get that. I want them to have the opportunity to serve others even when they don't have to because it's when they serve that's when i know they get it. It's when they serve, that's when I know that they're really going to follow me.
1: Can you think of a time a specific incident where you have truly been served by someone else, where someone has just in a very intentional way served you, they've assisted you, they've come alongside you, they've encouraged you. Can you just kind of think for a moment about one of those incidents? You know, this is a weekend where we remember those who have served us by giving their lives to protect the freedoms that we enjoy and sometimes take for granted and Even over the course of this weekend, at some point you may be participating in a Memorial Day activity. But even as we think about that, in a very personal way, can you think about a time where you have been served by someone else? When I ask that question, uh, I mean, one thing that comes to mind is an incident that actually took place 20 years ago. I was in a, what you might call, lengthened season of unemployment that I had not fully anticipated. It had gone much longer than than i'd expected and and i was just looking to do something short term where i could while i considered the job search so i found myself in the office of a friend and i just kind of poured out my heart my soul and said look i'm just looking for some part-time work until like i get to that point where i'm in a church context and is there anything you can do for me and he just he just he sat there he listened he encouraged he supported and he said george i've got a project just for you and so for the next couple of months, I, I got to work with, with my friend. Now, the truth is, the project he gave me wasn't something that absolutely had to be done at that moment. But, but he did it because he, he, was, he was serving, he was, he was encouraging, he was supporting me. Something maybe uh, c- closer in time, I just, just a couple of weeks ago, I was in Wildwood, New Jersey for a drumline competition that my son was involved in. And on the way down, I started having car problems. And by the time I got there, my starter was basically dead. In fact, the only way to get it started for the return trip home was for a tow truck operator to be banging on it while I was, I was trying to crank it. And we got it started. And I knew at that moment, whatever I did, I'm not turning this car off <laughs> until I get in front of my yard. So I confess to you now, I filled the tank up on the way back with the car running. I don't care what the signs, right? I I waved the attendant off in New Jersey, which is kind of hard to do, as you know, if you filled up in New Jersey, I'm like, I am filling this car and it's gonna stay running. And as I was headed out of New Jersey, kind of wondering, okay, am I gonna make it home or not? My wife just texted some friends. And so as I was coming back, I was stopped with a stoplight and I got a text message that said, hey, George, if you get in trouble, just let us know. We will come get you wherever you are. And I just, you know what? I was being served. So what about you? Can you think about a situation where someone or some group has really intentionally served you? They've kind of encouraged, come alongside. They've stepped in the gap. They've assisted in some form or fashion. And as you think about that, think about this scene from John chapter 13. Think about what the experience of these disciples would have been like and what it would have entailed. Now, I think often we think about a dinner. Maybe we think about a a high table, but they would have been reclining most likely on mats around smaller tables. And then, of course, at some point, apparently right before the meal, Jesus gets up. He takes this bowl and he starts to wash their feet. Here's how John describes this scene. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. Now, as we read this, to be honest with you, it is, it is, it's hard for us to realize how shocking this scene would have been. When Jesus gets up and he takes off his outer clothing, wraps the towel, gets this basin and begins going around his disciples it had to suck the oxygen out of the room. Because you just, a a teacher didn't do this. In the known literature from this period, there's not another example of a teacher washing the feet of his students, his disciples. And yet that's exactly what Jesus does, right? And he takes this bowl and he goes around the room and he's, he's washing their feet and, and what is significant for us, it's not simply the fact that, well, this, is, this was a dramatic moment. This was a powerful act in the life of Jesus. This was a shocking act, a humbling act. But what we have to remember, and this is why we need to pay attention to this, what we have to remember is he's also, he's also giving us an example. So the passage continues in John 13, and we read a little later in the passage When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. And he said, do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Now notice this. I have set an example. You could translate it this way. I've now given you a pattern to follow that you should do as I have done for you. So the question is, what, what are we to learn from this bowl? You know, over the last few weeks, we've been talking, right, a lot about serving. And in the course of these few weeks, we, we've seen the fact that when you become a follower of Christ, you become part of the team. And when you're part of the team, you've got a role to play. When you're, part of the team, you, you, you have a contribution to make and that this contribution is ultimately to be motivated by love. But it's important to understand that in a real sense, all that we've been talking about really goes back to this bowl. Because Jesus says, I've, this is the pattern that I'm giving you. This is the example that I want you to follow. And of course, in, in the flow of the last few weeks, uh, many of you said, "You know what? I want, I want to learn more about serving. We invited you to have this conversation about what this might look like in, in your life. And so far over 100 of you have said, "Yeah, I want to have that conversation." And, and those conversations are now ongoing, but as, as you are part of that conversation, if that, you're one of those individuals, understand it, it, it goes back to this bowl, this pattern. The Christ that Christ said he was giving us. So what exactly what exactly are we to learn from this bowl? What are we to learn from this scene? What was Jesus showing us? Let me just briefly highlight three things for you. First of all, I think Jesus is, is showing us that, <laughs> that we are invited in. We're invited in. When you read authors, commentators talking about this passage, one of the recurring phrases you're likely to read is this, that this act act of washing feet was, was an act of hospitality. Obviously, this is a time and a place that predates pavement and sidewalks and mass transit and modern transportation. So basically, wherever you went, you walked. And when you walked in sandals in this environment, you got dirty. So when you welcomed your friends in for a meal, particularly a significant meal like Passover, the the hospitality didn't simply include providing food and drink and, and, and a nice place to sit down. The hospitality included washing their feet. That's just part of welcoming people in. And so what Jesus does when he picks up his bowl is It's foundationally a great act of welcoming us in. But understand that this this act of welcoming people in is, is actually much deeper than simply being nice and considerate and generous to those immediate guests at that Passover meal. Because John says that as all of this was taking place, Jesus would love them to the very end. He would love them to the uttermost. And part of what's going on in this scene at its deepest level is Jesus is preparing them for what's about to happen. He's just hours away from arrest and execution. He's preparing them for what will take place and and in a real sense, this, this simple act of hospitality anticipates the ultimate act of being welcomed in through the work of the cross. It anticipates the fact that Jesus has taken on the weight of our sin, our brokenness. He's taken on that punishment in our place so that we might be welcomed into into God's family. So that we might experience Forgiveness, renewal, restoration, new life. And, and so we need to understand that as Jesus picks up this bowl, what, what this bowl reminds us is that we, we are being welcomed in like we've never been welcomed before. It's the ultimate act of hospitality. And it's a welcome that we experience as we put our faith, our trust in Jesus Christ. So through this bowl, we see we are, <laughs> we're being welcomed in. But not only through this act is he showing us that we are welcomed in, he's also showing us that we are being joined up, right? That we are to, to, to become... Part of what Christ is doing is to be brought into relationship with other people, to become part of his church, his team, his community, his family. You know, it is interesting perhaps to speculate exactly on the details of what happened that night. Because particularly for a Passover meal, you would have expected that there would have been a sermon there whose responsibility included washing the feet of the guests. And and we don't know how Jesus ensured that that didn't happen, perhaps even having a servant dismissed before the meal fully got underway. (laughs) And if that were the case, I I do wonder if, if, if the disciples started to look around and wonder, wait, something's missing here. Right? You know that feeling when there, something needs to happen and it's not happening? ever have this happen to you? You're at a restaurant. Maybe it's a crowded restaurant. You're with friends or family and kind of seated along a long table. Maybe the restaurant's too crowded. Maybe they didn't have enough servers that day. But you look down the table and you realize that basically the water glasses are empty and nothing's taking place. And somehow your server's distracted or, you know, something's going on. And and the serving station is just right there. And it's got big pitchers of water and iced tea and You kind of just look around the table waiting for someone just to get up and fill up the glasses, right? You know, that kind of awkward moment. Well, if in any case that was going on at this dinner, it's interesting. Notice none of the disciples get up. None of them. Why? Because I think among other things, the social stigma was too great. The cost was too great. You just just didn't do that. In fact, there were some Jewish scholars that argued even if a Jew were a servant, he or she should never wash the feet of another person. That must be relegated to Gentile servants. And So none of them, even if any of them were sensing there's something missing here, none of them gets out. It's Jesus, and he takes this bowl, right? And, and going around, he, he washes their feet. And in doing so, he's saying through this bowl, guys, you need to understand you're now, you, I've welcomed you in, but in welcoming you in, I've joined you up with one another, and now this is, this is going to be a part of what it looks like. And, and that, that can feel hard because, I mean, do, you know, you can only imagine what it was like to wash these feet. I mean, there was a cost involved. It's messy, it's dirty, it's humbling. And yet Jesus is saying this, this, This is what I'm calling you to. And and we're now in it together. And among other things, this means this, this is what church is like. And even as we invite you to serve and be a part of what we're doing, we also acknowledge at times you know what it's messy. At times it's inconvenient. At times it's uncomfortable. Just like this, but we've been joined up. And this this is part of what that looks like. But not only does Jesus say that we've been welcomed in, we've been joined up, I think ultimately part of what he's saying in this scene is this. We're being sent out. You see, in John's gospel... uh, this, this scene is part of the last major block of teaching material as Jesus is preparing his disciples for what's about to happen and their, their ongoing role in his mission. And part of the theme of this larger section is just the idea that you're now, you're now to carry this mission out. And in reality, even even as I'm serving you and I've welcomed you in and even as I'm bringing you into this community where you serve one another, I'm also sending you out to live out this mission in very tangible ways. In fact, later in even this chapter, we hear Jesus saying, look, I'm giving you this new commandment to love one another. And it's as you do this that other people beyond the walls of your church community will see that you are my disciple." So we're, we're welcomed in. We're joined up. And we're sent out. These, <laughs> these are the lessons that Jesus was teaching his disciples. Now from their perspective, perhaps the hardest part of really embracing these lessons of the bowl that Jesus was teaching for the disciples. Perhaps the hardest part was simply this. See, they they viewed Jesus as as one who had power and authority. And you'll notice in, in the passage, John is very intentional in clearly stating that God's power and authority is at work through Jesus. In other words, the story of Jesus is not the story of someone who just became a victim of circumstances beyond his control. No, Jesus is the one with power and authority in this scene. But you see, from the the disciples' perspective, in their context, anyone who had authority and power would never pick up a bowl. I mean, they had seen the authority and power of Jesus. They had seen him right in Capernaum. They had watched as the the roof of this thatched home was torn back and this guy was lowered by his friends. And in the midst of this huge crowd, Jesus had healed him. They would seen moments like that. They had seen Jesus exercise control over the demonic realm. They had seen him confront the religious elite. They had seen him do all these things. He's this man of power and authority, but... When you have power and authority, you never pick up a bowl. You just didn't do that. And yet what Jesus was showing them is this. God's power and authority is now at work this way. And this act of... Serving as a manifestation of God's power ultimately looks forward in anticipation to the ultimate manifestation of God's power through the cross. And and I think that's an important lesson for us to understand. I mean, have you ever found yourself in situations where you kind of, you know, I wish I had more authority or more responsibility or more power? Some of you maybe found yourself in school situations, and there's this group you have wanted to be a part of, and somehow you're, 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 the, you're one that was really never invited into that friend group, or you weren't given that opportunity. You tried out, and you didn't make it, but you felt like I'm better than some of the other people who did Some of us have had workplace situations like that where you were highly competent for a particular promotion or to fill that role, but just due to other realities, someone else got it. And and it felt like your opportunities were being limited. And yet when, when it comes to the bowl, we understand that this act that appeared Merely to be humbling and menial was actually the act where God's power was being displayed. And the truth can be at work in your life as well. See, other people can keep you out of that friend group, other people can keep you from getting that job promotion. But no one can keep you from serving. the only one who can keep you from serving is you. So Jesus says, this is the pattern I'm giving you. I'm welcoming you in. Through my work on the cross, I am welcoming you in as no one has welcomed you before And as I welcome you in, I'm welcoming you into a team, to a community where you are to be for one another. And you at times it gets messy and it's hard and it can be challenging and dirty, but that's, that's the life of the bowl. But you're now, you're now in this together. And even as I bring you in and introduce you to new relationships, I'm also sending you out as part of my mission. to live out this love and this service that I'm now demonstrating in your life. So if you're a follower of Christ, you're welcomed in. You're joined up, and you're sent out. These are the lessons that Jesus was teaching his followers. Now, with that in mind, there's there's something tangible that I'm going to ask you to do in a moment in a moment I'm going to lead us in prayer then our worship team is going to come and continue to lead and but you'll notice and perhaps you notice that as you came in in the front and in the back there are these tables with towels and in a moment after I pray I'm just going to invite you to one of the tables to pick up a, a towel and if you're you know if you're you're here with family or you're with a couple. If you just want to send one representative to get enough for your group, that's fine as well. And, and here's what I'm going to ask you to do. That this can feel a little weird, a little awkward, but it's, it's, it's a tangible reminder of the lesson that Jesus was giving to us. So when you, when you get back to where you're seated, I'm just going to ask you to, just to, in a very simple gesture of service, <laughs> to wipe one another's hands. I'm not going to ask you to take off any shoes and do the feet, Okay. <laughs> I was overruled this week, so, um, <laughs> so no. I got outvoted. <clears throat> but it's just a simple gesture. And I, re- you know, I realize doing this can be awkward, and wow, that's kind of weird. So if, if it's uncomfortable, just please, I'm not forcing you to do anything. But I think there's something powerful in physically reminding ourselves that, you know what? This is the life I've been called to. I follow the one who welcomes me in through this amazing work on the cross that's symbolized through this bull, who joins me up with other people, and I'm to be for you and in it with you. And together we are sent out to live out this new way of life. And all along the way, it's this learned journey of serving. In the footsteps of the master, we follow the one who serves. In all the way we understand, it's in the process of serving that God's power and God's transforming work can truly be present. So with that in mind, let me lead us in prayer. Gracious God, as as we see this scene, I pray that it it could just sink in for a moment just the the amazement that the disciples would have had at seeing Jesus get up and do what he did. Father, I pray that would just grab hold of us, that that this is the life that you are inviting us into, that we follow the one who serves. I pray that, that that truth would just continue to permeate who we are, to continue to shape our thinking. And Father, I pray that as it does, that we would just perhaps become attuned in new ways to opportunities that are already right in front of us in our spheres of influence. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So now I'm going to invite you to one of these tables.